The time is now 7 o'clock. You're listening to KBOO Portland. Oh yeah, come ride and dance with Diablo all over Portland as we celebrate Prince's birthday on Thursday, June 7th at 8 p.m. with a mobile bicycle dance party. We'll be rocking Pedal Palooza and dropping the Prince jams all night long with frequent dance stops. Once again, that's Prince's birthday bike ride celebration Thursday, June 7th at 8 p.m. For more information on the KBOO website under Community Events. KBOO Community Radio is proud to present the live broadcast for the 26th annual Good in the Hood Multicultural Music, Arts, and Food Festival. This three-day celebration kicks off Friday, June 22nd, with the Good in the Hood Parade and Festival continuing Saturday, June 23rd, and ending Sunday evening, June 24th. Good in the Hood is back at King School Park at Northeast Grand Avenue. Tune into KBOO starting Saturday afternoon on June 23rd for the live broadcast. More information about Good in the Hood can be found on the kboo.fm website on the home page. Destination of death When I'm laying the rest I'm only saving my breath The northwest fills the lungs Kills the pain in my chest Take six quarters out of the pocket And drop it in the box Hop the 48 off to pay homage It stops off and I jot my observations Watching citizens walking off Of the Joe Metropolitan yeah. Proletarians and wayward sons With old Filipino men Speaking in their native tongue And the day has just begun Greeted by the scent of a bum Smelling something like beer barf and dung A brother in Jabos in the back All alone there Marinating in a pair of half-broken headphones Mumbling rhymes, same time begin to pen mine Appreciating God's design Rewind sister, reminds me of a smile in the back of my memory Wonder if I see her again, will she remember me? I'm not trying to holler, I swear I'm just weary of the way we hop a ride and just sit there and stare Prepare for my nine o'clock work meeting A couple pale folks slide right by with no greeting But the people with my phenotype follow with a head nod up Cause we acknowledge the North of Martin Luther King Straight war zone detours through the concrete cranes and bulldozers Know the hill is not over still Every block got a coffee shop, it's overkill Folk is no big deal, dope to see Khalil back The medicine is good again, the feeling of leaving And coming back to your hood again is priceless I write this, our lives are in crisis Most talk but don't walk the path of the righteous Despite this, I measure each step Walking closer to my final destination of death When I'm laying the rest, I'm only saving my breath The northwest fills the lungs, kills the pain in my chest Clutch the moment a transfer in my hand, still listening Looking out the window to the gold and the green And the sun might be shining, but it's colder than it seems Cause the weather's dialectical, there's no in-between in walks an old soul, a First Nation native cat, chiseled like a totem pole, no words, as he stands and looks over us, he gets off and says, have a good day, you foreigners, I crack a smile one time for the acknowledgement, northbound now we start to pick up more college kids, they try to study on the ride, to make up for the fact that they probably kicked it hard last night, and I ponder if it's time to sell me up and get a car, and pay for the gas that we're taking from the war, I'd miss all the colorful faces, the places and spaces I've embraced with the faith that I can rest and raise kids here even with these cats set tripping bringing 95 back again same old conditions from breaking the bush yo what up portland how we doing today welcome back to a new episode 
of keeping it real. Um, last week we had the pleasure of uh, combining our show. Facts. facts. Why used uh, combining our show? Facts, man. Um, last we week had, we had a two-hour special. Yeah, we had a two-hour <laughs> special with uh, Combined Cultural Radio with uh, their host uh, Tevin. Yeah, we were supposed to have Oba on there too, man. Yeah, man he was he was playing games, you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, he I don't know who y'all talking about, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know that. Oba's <laughs> a busy man. <laughs> nah, that's a fact, bro. Uh, but today we got one of the family. He's been here before, and he's here again. Uh, my boy Deshaun, a.k.a. Sean Lamont. Yes, sir. What's good? Hey, man. Wait, hold on, bro. From, from how you said that, bro, do you do podcasts? Do, nah, I don't do podcasts. Do you, man, he got a good radio voice, huh? Yeah, man. No, I just <laughs> felt like you was all like, it felt like you, how you just approached yourself, it felt like it was like natural. Like, oh, it, let me tell you a little bit about him, man. Oh, let me tell goodness. you about Here his resume. Goes. This is one of the dopest lyricists I know. Oh, man. my goodness. He'd be oh, out there rap. spitting. Oh, man. Yeah, I, do, I do a little that's, bit of music. He teaches. Oh, see, that's why that's music. why you sound so good on the mic. <laughs> see, he knows. He got, he got his ways. Yeah, What's up, Oba? How you doing today, man? Brother, I'm blessed, man. How are you guys, yo? Oh, we doing, doing well, well, man. Doing hey, well. Man, this has been a long time coming, so I'm glad had, we could yeah, finally connect. I've been, hey. been mentioning the both of y'all to yeah. each other, but Sean never met, man. Real it's talk, awesome. man. Wise. We might as well have Oba just join him on combo. Hey, <laughs> Oba's a part of the show, <laughs> too, man. Here, man. Make it a coalition, right? Make it a gang or something like hey, that. Yeah, good bro, fellas, man. Right? Yeah, good fellas. What's up? Thanks. So, man, uh... You know, so we last week we we talked about a couple of different things. We talked about um, you know the Kanye, the whole Kanye thing, and mm-hmm. and, and the Drake and uh, uh, Pusha T beef. Yeah, we talked the Drake music, and Pusha T beef last week, huh? Yeah, we yeah. talked a lot of music. We That's played some childish Gambino. Oh, we, man, we did we for you know, sure. Did hey. you know? So we we talked about a lot of different things, but you know, now that the album Kanye released his album, um, I, did you get a chance to listen to it? I, I skimmed it. I haven't like given it a deep dive, but I skimmed it. Okay. So I, I yeah, I listened okay. to a few songs and kind of got some ideas and read a few articles. But okay. Yeah. What about y'all? What's up? Did y'all? Bruh, I mean, people was gassing it like it was like <laughs> super good, but Pusha T's album was just too good for me, bro. Mm-hmm. Like people, I think I had read on an article that uh, that Kanye had literally like um, scrapped his whole album mm-hmm. and did that album in like a week. Yeah, and you could kind of tell, and it's just like, see, bro, like a track, a uh, uh, album like Pusha T's seven songs is perfect, mm-hmm. but for Kanye, like it wasn't no kind of lyricism in there. It was just kind of like scattered and all over the place, bro. Yeah. So, I mean, from what I'm assuming is like, yeah, he's doing production for like five albums right now. Yeah, they're coming out. Yeah, Kissy Ghost with him and Kid Cudi. Like, I'm hoping that that's better than yeah it Dead was. Mm-hmm. But oh, people bro. are gassing it, like, bro, like talking it's, about this man, is like just number. excited to have new Kanye music. I think I think a lot of it is that just being excited to have new Kanye music. But like, bro, like seven. Seven like top seven on the billboards right now though. Oh, yeah, I see. Like, I didn't know. I thought, yeah, they said I didn't, it was coming I didn't know up. It was doing numbers like that. Yeah. yeah, it's doing numbers, and I'm like, bruh, how? Like, it's yeah. not. Oh, but did you take a listen to it? Yo, I definitely did. And uh, the for we have to remember that for Kanye, this is a flop. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like first week sales were something like 170k or something like that, and mm-hmm. that's not like he's up in the three three fifties. You know what I mean? Regular. Yeah, yeah. So when it comes to when it comes to his music, it, this album is considered like meh. It definitely is not, you know, comparable to any of the others. And like you said, it, it does feel rushed. I listened yeah. to it probably a dozen times, and I'm trying to pull what I can out of it. And the only thing I can really understand about the album is like, I really like the bipolarism of the of the album because yeah. he starts <laughs> yeah. out really yeah, that's like crazy, say. but at the end he goes, "Oh man, I hope my daughter doesn't grow up to look like women that I love right now," which yeah. is which is weird but true at wait, the same wait, time. That's yeah. what you got from women that are, that he loves. That no, like, like he was like, like, "Yo, I hope she doesn't get too developed." You know what I'm saying? The last oh, that's track what he was talking saying? about. Yeah, he, he was and, basically talking yeah. about how um, you know, like dudes in mm-hmm. today's society and the games that you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like he was just saying, basically, I hope that. You know, you know how Kim is and all the all of the Kardashians. Yeah, you know, how they're like yeah. sex, sem- you know, yeah, like they're yeah. sex symbols. And I think for him, it was like, man, I hope that you know, what I'm saying, you don't go through all of these things that, mm. you know, what I'm saying, as a woman, um, as the daughter of a two famous people and artists, mm-hmm. you know, like I hope that hold on, you don't artist. Get that was singular artist. Artist. I'm not, I'm not going to give her right. that. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. But I think, you know, in fashion or whatever, I guess some people would think that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think with him, it was more like, I hope that when you get older, that number one, you're not 
dealing with the same thing that women have to go through today mm. but also and that's just my opinion of it yeah and uh-huh. the second thing was i hope that men um because he's basically explaining the game to her and how men approach no, no, a lot I, of women and today and, you and know? i caught and that's and see, i'll give you that like it it definitely made me think you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying as a male it made me think but i think that and it kind of did give off that like that Charlie Wilson, that kind of old school, like kind of Kanye vibes. Uh-huh. But it was just like, I love, I love the fact that it's seven songs. Yeah. But I feel like seven songs worked so much for Pusha T. Like yeah, seven songs just doesn't work for Kanye. Like it was and just enough. Like Pusha T. Put no nah, Pusha T's was like, yeah. bruh, seven songs. Like yo, this is perfect. Right, right. But right. like Kanye, it's like. It could be seven songs if you had more lyrics like put right. in there. Yeah. Like there was a couple of, like you can't have like filler tracks. Right. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. can't have like some of those tracks considerably on an album, those would be filler tracks that you put in the middle of like, like big hits. songs, like yeah. hits. Yeah. You know but there wasn't none in this. But there song. wasn't nah. You, you, gotta, be, you gotta be really concise with a with a seven with a seven song project, you gotta be extremely concise. To the point, right. Yeah. Oh, bruh. Pusha T's like, was like... has to be... Pusha T's boom, was like cutthroat. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like... Every Craig bar mm-hmm. was like... Yeah. Yeah. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. And boom. also, yeah. it felt like Kanye had... He had bars that he put a whole song around. Mm. So he had like that, like that intro yeah. song. You know what I'm saying? I love me more than I love you. And I just thought about, I thought about killing myself. Like he had that whole concept, and then he tried yeah, to he build went. a song around that one bar or something like mm-hmm. that, which is limiting and in a way. It is very, but uh, yeah. also stop giving this man credit for being a lyricist, man. Right? He, like yeah. we really He's, liked Kanye for his production first, man. And I, that's I what, see. Like well, that's hard beef. to say though, because when you, when you think about like college dropout, yeah, that, late that's registration, greatest, yeah. graduation, yeah. when you think about those projects. You don't, you know, you don't necessarily conclude like Kanye is the dopest lyricist in the world, but he can put together a song well. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think I think some of us ex- at least expect that from him. Like the beats is going to be dope. It's going to be a gang of soul in the music. Right. And then on top of that, he's going to at least, you know, he can hold his own on two verses, three verses. And then he, he might sing a little bit, you know, do the whole sing rap thing. Like Bro, it just, it worked well. I, love, I still think Dark Twisted Fantasy is the best Kanye stuff. think so? Okay. Off tops. Mm-hmm. Off tops. Maybe because he had a ton of features, mm-hmm. but that was just yeah. legendary, bro. Okay. I mean, he had Jay-Z, Nicki Minaj, Rihanna, yeah. Beyonce, Kit. Mm-hmm. He had all those people on one album, bro. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's always, and that's the, the hands down. the be- like. And the thing is, he tried to do, that was where it originated from, what he's doing now, like with his Good Friday stuff. But if y'all got to think about it, like, bro, that's where Good Fridays originated, where they were dropping, like, drop-off tracks mm-hmm. off Dark Twisted Fantasy Every Friday leading up to the album, leading bro. up to Cruel Summer, uh-huh. leading up, yeah, no, I was, it, it, it was, was after, nah, bro, it was, it was, it was leading up to uh, Dark Twisted Fantasy. Oh, okay, so they were dropping stuff in the fall. Oh, wow, that's when Good Friday, because I'm good, because Dark Twisted Fantasy came out Thanksgiving, mm. around Thanksgiving time. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Man, um, so we talked about Kanye and and you know how his album came out recently. Um, I'm gonna ask y'all this, and you and Oba, you mentioned uh, his sales uh, numbers dropping for a Kanye, right? For somebody who's iconic like that, do you think his political views have anything to do with that? Oh, uh, <laughs> oh definitely. They may have Let's even talk gassed, about that. They may have even gassed his. It, he may have done 70k, and because people were like, "Yo, what?" He said, "What? This album better be fire." That there was so many more people invested in listening to him. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. many people were like, "Yo, let me see what this man's talking about." But the thing is, he scrapped everything that he had right, planned. That whole out, yeah, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Everything that he had planned to address, he said was too political, and scrapped it and mm-hmm. made all those songs and made mm-hmm. Charlamagne look crazy because Charlamagne said and after. After that interview, he kept saying, "Wait till the music." Uh, Kanye will explain the music, and then he he scraps that whole album and oh, comes wow. out with this like rushed piece of work. I, I don't know, man. I'm just looking for that Cuddy album. Yeah. Cuddy and him better be yeah, man. flames. Yeah, man. Right, like like yeah. if the if the album is any um any telling sign of his mental state, like it says a lot. You know what I'm <laughs> like no, seriously, like right. what you hear on that album is you hear you hear someone who's wrestling through mental illness. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm no doctor. I can't diagnose nobody. But seven right. pills the a music night. sounds yeah. like that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the the how it how it um like sonically it sounds like that how it progresses through the project it sounds like that like it sounds really disjointed is a, is a word i would use you don't you don't feel like it's a one cohesive project right. or like one cohesive offering it's, it's just everywhere like, yes yeah, oh, everywhere it's all over the place and that's just how he is though bro you gotta really think about it like he's really going through like bipolar mm-hmm. issues and like like you know what i'm saying like it's literally like 
with somebody going through that, it, it's hard for me at times, bro, because I'm torn sometimes between, like, there's people who are, we're all black, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we have friends, families, acquaintances who are like, I'm not. I'm never listening to Kanye again. Can't do it. Yep. Why are you not? Why are you listening to Kanye? Yep. And it feels like you feel bad because you're listening. And you're like, why? It's kind of like it's it's the same thing that goes with the NFL, bro. It's like I feel like us as black men are always gonna be torn in between because you're gonna have those people that are like, nah, don't don't watch the NFL. Yeah. Don't uh don't support Kanye. And then there's people who are like, bro, it's like it's for the art. Yeah. With Kanye, and it's like I, I it's music. And then you got people who are like, bro, I love football. It's like, it's always like, you know what I'm saying, in mm-hmm. the middle. So each of y'all, but on both of those standpoints, like, do you, like, talk about your experiences where people are like, man, I'm no longer messing with Kanye. He's disowned. Yada, mm-hmm. yada, like, all well, that. Well, here's the reason why I asked this question. Because I have a lot of friends who made it very clear that they no longer mess with anything Kanye, right? And for me, you know, I, I have, I'm going to hit y'all with that perspective from a different country now mm-hmm. um, I have seen oppression in a way where you cannot voice your opinion right um, but here uh, you know uh, even though we're fighting for so many freedoms today one of those is freedom of speech to speak right? man why exactly. would you cancel somebody because they have a differing opinion exactly. than you? Well, I think our problem in the United States today um, is the fact that we cannot look another person in the eye and respect their opinion whether we agree with it or not mm. um, our problem today is that we try to m- convince everybody to follow mm. our opinions right uh-huh. yeah um, and for me when I heard Kanye speak at first I was like oh what like did he just say that but at the same time I'm sure he has this understanding of life that I still don't right whether it's age wise he's wiser than me he's older um, whether it's experience wise he's been around the world multiple times um and so there's a lot of things that he's exposed to on daily basis that i have not been exposed to mm-hmm. so for me i don't have to agree with kanye i don't have to see eye to eye with trump right and i don't support him but the idea is that i can respect him as a man for believing right for believing in something and listening to that right the, the best thing you could do is Listen to somebody. If you want to validate somebody's struggles or, or fears or whatever, it is, listen to what they have to say. Now, when we talk about his music, people are boycotting his album, but listening to Pusha T's album, which was produced by him. <laughs> so technically, you're still listening to him, right? But then that's still a whole other topic. Too. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. so for me, I think that people need to have... Um, in the, the bar, wisdom in to the, listen. In the production on that Pusha T is is light years ahead he of said, all of us. Exactly. Yo, I heard the Tiana Taylor. I've heard a snippet of Tiana Taylor's today, and that is is it out? No, it's not. It's but uh, I think it drops one of the podcasts that I listened to, they had a they had a sna- they had a snippet of it, mm. and it. I mean, her voice and the production sounds excellent, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that album. Yeah. Too. I mean, bro, I don't even know what to expect Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have no idea what to expect, bro. You got to remember, bro, like. It's when he really says like, "Yay, like Yeezy season, bro!" Like mm-hmm. he's really right because it's like we're getting. He, I mean, he killed it. The production on on Pusha T, yeah, he did his album right, and now we're getting another one with him and Cuddy, and then Nas is on the fifteen, <gasps> which he right. So he's this <gasps> man is moving. He he's moving. He's like dropping so many. And he's affecting the culture just, just like, like Trump did. Songs, right? I love how he challenges people's perspectives. Because even if you disagree with his idea, it made you think about your own. That well said, man. And the only reason, the only way you can think about your own is if you have an opposing opinion to, to compare it to. To challenge your To yeah. challenge your opinion. I think that about religion so, and especially about things like music. Mm-hmm. So so what did you think about that line where he says, um, I said slavery is a choice. They said how, yay. They said build your own. I said how, sway. I thought that was clever, right? Very the, clever. The, word, the lyrics right? is clear. The wordplay is very clever, and those um, are th- those are both things that he said, right? Yeah, and those were his opinions that right. he got scrutinized, exactly. for, right? Um, Wait, so so sway the whole I for, I keep on forgetting, but he said build your own stuff. To oh, I'm not sure well, where. Well, oh, I, don't, I don't. I don't. Remember. I remember that part. Oh, when Did he, he said you don't have oh, the oh, answers, he, he, he was yeah, asking. Yeah, exactly. Him, he was asking him why don't you? You said it. You know, you've been marginalized by 
the this designers and the fashion, and designers yeah. and, you know, in the fashion world, why not just build your own is what he was saying. Like, why not just kind of like sidestep all of that and do your own thing? And I think he was trying to, in that he was trying to get Sway to understand, like, in order for me to, I guess, reach the, the level that I'm trying to reach and to have the influence that I'm trying to have as an African-American male in this space, it's not as easy as just like, oh, like, let's just go make FUBU. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think I think that's what he was trying to say, but it just got lost in translation right. in a lot of Yeah, I think he wants to be in the same par as like the, the Gucci's and the Valenciaga. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of like boiling down to like the Grammy argument or like the argument when it comes to the Oscars, when it comes to African-American representation. I think that that's what Kanye was trying to say. Like, mm-hmm. what does African-American representation look like at this level of um, fashion? You know, not just, oh... I got some money so I can start my own clothing line or I got some right. money so I make my own t-shirts and black folks buy them. It's no. I want to exist in the same spaces as the Versace's like the and, you and, you know, all, those and all the, the high-end you know, designers in fashion and to have the same level of respect and the same level of access as they do is right. what he was trying to say. Right, and, and, and that's big. Right. So um, what is so what do you think when he was trying to say like that slavery? That slavery line. So now, I, heard, yeah. I heard a lot of art. So uh, I, yeah. I, heard, <laughs> I heard a lot of people maybe like two or three honestly but some people were trying to compare that line to the black panther uh last line where he was like you know Um, like you know i'm saying like you had slaves who were like nah like either i'm gonna fight or i'm gonna die or i'm gonna die and it was like but you had those other slaves who were like all right well we just gonna thug it out so people were trying to compare it to that by saying that oh yeah like in Black Panther, like he said, like I'd rather die than live, live in bondage. bondage. Mm-hmm. That's a deep line. And I think just to, to piggyback off of that, um, my understanding of the, the Kanye, that whole situation and what he said about slavery is the fact that um, when you looked at slavery, the slave master broke down the slaves mentally. Mentally. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. So they took the strongest slave and basically dehumanized them in front of all the other slaves. And so they knew if you try to run away, this is your consequence. If you try to fight back, this is your consequence, right? And it was gruesome, right? So mentally, they broke down the slaves. And I think what he was, the point that he was trying to make was that the slaves outnumbered the uh, the master. And if they apprised, if all the slaves decided to uprise who was going to stop them they had the numbers even though they didn't have the weapons or whatever right i think that was the mo- the point that he was trying to make well also i think what he was trying to make was if you think about it he was saying that slavery was a choice right and i think right now some of us are slaves mentally still and what i mean by that is like something as simple as this right um, say you got somebody that works like, you know what I'm saying? Like works, has a job or whatever that they really don't like. Like right. they're, and it's like, they're, they're, it's like they're constantly taking like beatings every single day, like at this job. Mm-hmm. But mentally they're like, I can't leave here. Like I, if I, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. That's kind of like where slavery comes in the hand where it's like, if you leave, and suffer the consequences mm. but you don't know what's on that other side until you fight exactly. so i think that's also what he was trying to say is like right. we're black people we're, we're so always like we have a handicap on ourselves like oh it's because i'm black or you know sometimes it might be but we always put that handicap on ourselves mentally is like i can only go so far you know because mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie with you bro like there's moments in my head where i'm like ah oh, man like I don't think I could ever go like that deep that or deep, that right. level. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's just because I've maybe because I haven't seen people my skin color do it or mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying. Like, but I have to. It's like a, a hole that you have on your mind where it's like kind of like slavery, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and just to piggyback off of that again, I think that uh, your point is very valid, and I think that a lot of it is um, as a black man, um, I have seen things in different countries. Um, you there is this subconscious part of your brain right and i think a lot of what you do as like a defense mechanism or a uh you know like just to kind of hide away from these like you know your your mind would tell you oh you can't do this but your mind's only telling you that because of things you've experienced in yep. that society before mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying i think a lot of us in today's society 
uh, our, our kids, black kids, are not mm-hmm. taught many things about financial freedom. Nah. And I am loving how this music industry now is pushing for that. Oh, facts, bro. Right? Whether it was like through Jay-Z's album or Nipsey or whatever, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. a lot of them are pushing towards I black empowerment. Oh, yeah, bro. But, but see, that's Even the, the young kids, even the kids that are putting out trash music. I mean, right. at the end of the day, they're still independent. They're, they're and, entrepreneurs. And, and that mm-hmm. was what the Cole, was that the, that was the Cole, Cole interview interview? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. he was like, yo, bro, like, I had to like go to like record labels and do this and that and like these kids out here they could represent themselves. Yeah. And and bro, like on everything I love, like over the last I wanna say two weeks, bro. Yeah. Like I've had moments and I'm I'm slowly but surely realizing like I've been doing this freelance stuff for about a year now. You know what I'm saying? But like over the last like two weeks, bro, like I've gotten like some big, big projects. Right. You feel me? But it's been like, there's been moments in my head where like, oh, eventually I'm gonna have to go back to working like a nine to five, nine to five. Right. Eventually I will. But then every time like it keeps on coming out, and I'm like, okay, like things are things are shaping, and it's like now I see what like the power of freedom and all that, what Jay Z and what Nip and all them were talking about. Like it like hit me the other day. I was driving home. And I was like, bro, it's twelve o'clock right now, and I'm I'm just driving home. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, on my time, you know, and, and about to get a, you know, it's like it, it's just like what they're talking about is right, bro. But it just takes so much longer, bro. And the thing is, for us, like a lot of us have to learn these things yep. with trial and error. Like when I went to college, man, I had nobody showed me how to do it i figured it out the hard way yeah when you know i'm saying when i moved here adulting i figured that out the hard way (laughs) credit i figured out the The hard hard way all of these things like loans credit what buying your first car i'm sure i'm gonna go through when i buy my first home like all of these things we're learning the hard way from experiencing it firsthand right that's the but see the thing is bro like that's the best part about it because like I disagree, man. I disagree. That's like having to learn. That's like having to discover algebra all over again. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like we keep on, (laughs) we keep on having to like, like we should be able to be able to say, Hey, you know what? Somebody's going to teach you this so that you don't have to fall and and experience all all these faults. You know what I mean? You'll be like, Oh, let me look at this person. And that's what a lot of, that's what other cultures do. You know what I mean? And yep. we have such a we have such a fragmented culture in the fact that we can't say, okay, well, yo, you, your brother, you from Africa, you from the diaspora. Okay, let me show you. You about to get your first car loan? Go to a, go to this black this is, go to right. this black man, and he'll show you how to do this correctly. Or you're looking for your first house? Okay, here's this realtor. We unfortunately we and we that's because that. of the mental slavery. Taking it back to Kanye, mm-hmm. there has been Willie Lynch letters, whether they're true or not. That 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 method of subjugating people for generations and generations yep. is extremely imp- uh, impactful. Yeah. You I mean, know what I mean? Yeah, to piggyback off what you're saying, like you think about, you know, just think about the idea of a nation conquering another nation, right? Like what happens when a nation conquers another nation? They they strip them of their resources. They strip them of right. their dignity. They strip them, uh, you know, like Whatever they identify work, with, yeah, they strip identity. them of that totally. Yeah. And, and make them assimilate into their culture and, you know, serve their gods you know worship in their ways like all these things that like take away their entire identity and that's like psychological warfare so just imagine being taken from your homeland you know placed in a foreign place um being subject to everything that that foreign place is and what it means and how it functions and then trying to say oh we, we should revolt you know like the psychological warfare that's taking place the the lack of resources, the lack of inf- infrastructure, the lack of understanding of that culture to understand it well enough to even revolt um, is is crazy. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like to think that slavery is a choice is 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 interesting to say to me. Like right. how 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 do you conclude that? But you got to also think about this, bro. Like, say if we did have, I think that the key for all of us, bro, is to having blacks in higher power. Because I definitely think that in every single position that we're in right now. Um, if there was a black that was in, in any type of career field that we're trying to do, say a wrong with teaching, if there was like higher up blacks like at a at a certain organization who will look out over with you with producing, you know what I'm saying? You got that one group that you're a part of, but th- those are black leaders who are trying to look out. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like we're and, trying to build, and we have to build from to build. scratch. And that's and mm-hmm. that's the thing, bro. That I'm realizing now is like we need more blacks in like in higher up who have the authority 
to to make decisions. And that's the hardest thing, bro. Is like, for instance, I'll give you an example. Like the the play, the work in my career field, like advertising, directing, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, there's not too many blacks who have the position to bring other blacks on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So imagine if like we had more up in those divisions. It's like, oh yeah, let me help this young brother out. Like, right. oh yeah, it's good. But again, even though you're there, is that mentality still? Of the slave master, you know what I'm saying? Shouts out to Run the Jewels because they say kill your masters. If that person that had to excel and go to the top, are they are they selling out? You know what I'm saying? Bruh, are they still are they still part of the community? Are they looking to bring somebody else behind them and not worry about them trying to take their spot? Because there can only be a couple bruh, of us up there. Bro, that's and see that's the, that's the sick thing it's about deep, it, bro. Man. That's the sick thing about it. It's literally like we're trying. It's in competition with ourselves. That's why none of us want to really help, help each other out. Is because we're in competition with ourselves especially in these environments that we aspire to succeed in right you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's Arone, just, i'm yeah. sorry to cut you off bro yeah go ahead Arone, i was wondering do you feel that um being from the Af- being from uh, you're from from africa yeah you're, eritrea. Uh, you're, eritrea you're first generation american yeah so you've, you're not even american you're americanized that's yeah. what i try to call yeah. myself do you find that divide not only you know from the outside everyone's looking at you like i don't care where you're from you're black you know yeah. what i mean you have this skin tone you're black but yeah. within the community do you find that you're you're almost put into this this category or that category because yeah, of the yeah, way oh you yeah. look and the way you sound? Definitely. So let me tell you a little bit about me. I was born and raised in Yemen, in the Middle East. Uh, parents are Eritrean. I grew up with Eritrean values at home. Grew up with Arabian values outside of my house. Um, in Yemen, right, I didn't fit in. I was always the odd kid out because I was darker than everybody and I was the African kid. When, you know what I'm saying, when I'm around Eritreans, I'm not Eritrean to them, I'm Arabian, right? And then we came to the U.S., and they definitely remind me I was black here, right? Um, but the idea always was, uh, one of the biggest lessons my dad taught me was, take the good from people and leave the bad to them, right? Um, so when we talk about all of these things, some of the things I started noticing, um, I have always been like a guy who volunteered and loved to play with kids and you know what I'm saying? I love greeting adults, and, like, I've always been open to, to many different cultures, people, all of that. Um, one of my biggest challenges was, whether I was in high school, in college, even now, um, it's the lens that people see me with, right? Um, nobody comes up to you first and says, hey, you know, what's your story? Or what is, you know what I'm saying, like, how do you want me to present represent you or whatever? The first thing they do is throw an assumption at you. They right? slap a they slap a title or yeah, put you in a, a label box, on you, right? and they put you in this box. And it's like, if I could get a dollar for every time somebody goes, "Oh, you a teacher?" or like, "Oh, what sport did you play in college?" Bruh. or right, <laughs> and it's like, man, you know I am capable. And when they find out I speak three languages, that one always blows my mind because it's hilarious. Like Bruh, people always you speak like, three what? languages? Exactly that, right? And I'm like, man. <laughs> Like there are, I know people who speak seven, like three is, you know, but just to take it back to that whole conversation, uh, being a black man in America, um, you have to constantly be apologetic for who you are. That's Bruh, number one. Always. You're you, always like, like, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, like you're supposed, I feel like you're supposed to be like sit like sit down no no joking but sit down be humble be yeah be grateful for what you have that like you ain't you know like work your heart out to get there and then so like being apologetic that's the first thing and the second thing is you have to make yourself so safe so that other people feel comfortable enough to be around you that's what i had to do all through college oh bro yeah you can't wear you can't wear a part like i gotta every time i get out the car i gotta take my do-rag off yeah because it's like the way people see you I can articulate myself really well in any environment. Let me put a durag on and see how people receive that, right? And so like, I mean, and I always thought about this idea of your black hair. My parents used to always fear me growing an afro growing up because of the way jobs, right? Employers treat you uh, because of the way your teachers treat you, right? and the challenge was always like, man, why can't I just be comfortable with who I am, right? My can't facial even, hair, my wear, hair. Can't even wear a hood. Right. And that's like, it might be cold. They, they put all of these parameters to where anything that has to do with black culture 
is kind of looked down upon, right? And normally, the way we communicate within our cultures is we're loud. We, you know, what I'm saying we like, hey, yo, what up? You know, like we love including people, and that seems aggressive to other cultures, even though it really is. We talk with our hands. That's just what we do. It's a our thing, right? Doctor Joy, uh, do you remember some of the, the mm-hmm. stuff she talked about? Yeah, yeah. Um, she taught at PSU. She's a, a great uh, uh, lady who talks a lot about issues in education and how kids get treated in schools right um a black like so i'm, I'm gonna give you all some of the stuff that we talk about within our organization when it comes to working with you african-american kids are viewed as grown-ups as adults at the age of 10 10 years old 10 10 as a I child see that in the law i see that whenever those children are being you know what i mean tried as adults and things like that because they're dangerous exactly so wow. when i hear a kid got shot because he was playing with a toy gun wow to me, that that's the biggest proof, whether it's a Trayvon Martin or whoever, right? These kids got gunned down, and they're kids. Even when you're 15, 16 years old, your frontal Child. cortex is not even developed until you're, what, 25, 26? Yep. But these kids are being treated like full adults. Hispanic, Latino, 13. Asian, 15. White, I think it was like 17. You see, so... And this is research. This right, is right. This is empirical evidence. This yeah. is these are based on history. Right. And another thing that stuck out to me was trauma is passed down via DNA. So when you look mm-hmm. at slavery, we are still living in the ripple effects of it today. You and know what the biggest proof of that is? Mm-hmm. How many Africans do you know that own dogs? That that own dogs in the house. They, How many black Americans do you know? They're just getting over that. They're getting that right because of know? all the yeah, like because of all the trauma that's involved with that. Exactly. Wow. And so to Man, me, bro, I never thought about it like that because I got plenty of homies who are afraid of dogs, terrified, and, and because, because their grandparents their taught them to be. Exactly, and it's that trauma passed down generation to generation, whether it's through stories or written, um, and a lot of it has been erased. Right, mm. and the thing is, we talked about the Deshaun. We talked about the the idea of uh, uh, one nation taking over another, or people taking over another group of people. Is you erase their history and you write your own yep. narrative, and you teach them that, so they forget all the bad that you've done to them. Mm. And that's the, the the era we live in. Absolutely, and that generation gap. You know, before it may take two or three generations to get a people to 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 be subjugated properly. Now it feels like. It's it's one less than less than a generation. You know what I mean? Exactly. To get people to turn and say, oh well, you know, I'm I'm not black. I'm I'm biracial. Right. I don't represent this. I represent that. Or I'm not this. And it's man, that is such a. And you deal with youth. Please, I, I'm not I'm not familiar with the organization that you're a part of. If you don't mind telling us and the listeners. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm a teacher. I, I teach at uh, Rosemary Anderson High School. Um, and, and Deshaun is also. Um, Shouts out to you, man. Representation, yeah. because that's one thing that's really really difficult to to find. Think about that seven-year-old little boy that looks like you. Right. That's thinking of you know career choices, and he's like, "Oh wow, I I can do that because I can see someone that represents that in my life." Exactly, and that's the hard part, man. Like a lot of these kids can't even describe themselves in ten positive words, let alone you see what I'm saying. And that's something we did to them, society in 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 general, right? Um, Wow. But let me let me switch lanes real quick. I know I invited Brother Deshaun here today. Because I want to talk about uh, your music a little bit, too. Um, so let's talk about your uh, new project. Since last time you was here, um, what are some of the things that you have uh, worked on? Okay, so dang, when was it? When was the last time I was here? Man, it must have been like four-something months ago. Maybe March or February. Yeah, was it February minute. or March? It's been a hot minute. Since it was, yeah, I think it was earlier earlier in the year, like first mm-hmm. quarter of the year. Yeah. Um, since then, um, so I don't know if I talked about this last time, but during winter break so you know being a teacher you get winter break off and so i didn't want to waste that time right. <laughs> so i took that two weeks and just like locked in the studio yeah, and I uh, began it. yeah so i did I talk about that last time it a couple of times no we didn't talk about it in the show but oh, okay. i was supposed so we, to come in and kick it with you yeah a couple he, of times. yeah aaron be aaron be dodging be me bro. <laughs> every time, every time. i swear i'll be Shots. coaching kids hit every, me up like time. coach i want to work out so uh-huh. i gotta you know I'd be like, bro, I like slide. Up. I'd be like, slide, slide through the studio, bro. Like, oh, for sure, I'm gonna slide, and then <laughs> the song come up, man. Up. <sighs> man, yeah, I'm gonna be there. I promise. <laughs> I'm right, y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. I'm on air now. Heard it on the air. Accountable on the air. And so, yeah, during during winter break, I um I kind of just locked myself in the studio for two weeks and just said, you know what, I'm gonna focus on trying to write, like produce, write, and record an EP, like in that two weeks. Or no, produce and write and record it later. Right. Um, and so what I did was I ended up writing 
and producing like six or seven songs. Um, and it ended up not turning into an EP. So some of those ideas ended up being used for other stuff. Um, and then February, I began to do this kind of like monthly music series called um, Direct Deposits. Uh-huh. And so the first and the 15th, I was just releasing songs on SoundCloud that I wrote during that time. That's dope. And then like in the midst of that, um, got a chance to put on my executive producer hat to work with an artist named Nahia Shane from, um, from here. And so just kind of like sitting in on the project, being able to provide creative oversight, um, some production, songwriting, and just kind of like um, working with him and walking alongside of him um, through the process of creating a full-length album. And that came out in the end of, at the end of March. It's called yeah. They Told Me. So that's kind of what I've Congratulations, man. That's huge. That's deep. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. That's definitely a, a, a lyrical resume builder right there, man. Yeah, man. Wow. Is there a... Is there a um, those of those of us that might be unfamiliar with your music, is there a, a genre that you stick in, or is there like, uh, th- you know what I mean? Like, we don't want to put you in like, okay, quali and you know, consciousness or or ASAP uh-huh. Rocky and fashion, but do you have uh, do you have like <laughs> a, a common denominator in your music? Uh, I guess well, I mean, rap, hip hop, that's like my my base, my foundation. But I kind of dibble and dabble in a little bit of everything. I'm really really eclectic when it comes to music. So, um, writing for you know more than just hip hop. Um, I pr- primarily do Christian hip hop, um, and then beyond that, just hip hop, um, R and B, just different things like that. As long as it, long as it fits my worldview, long as it fits my values, then I'm good with it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you know, I already told you um, we're gonna have you freestyle a little before us today. Oh, um, you know, I'm gonna put <laughs> well, you on, on the bro, spot. Hold on, bro. Hold on, bro. This ain't sway, <laughs> hey, but you man. know. <laughs> hey, what did Ben Stable say? He said in the. Uh, he said in the uh, <laughs> he said in the interview he said bro he said he said um he said bro I'm out here trying to sell a he's like he was overseas and somebody asked him to to freestyle and he was like man that's like y'all having me on the auction block man oh. he was like he was like Ooh. he was like man I'm over here Dang, trying to bro. he was like man I'm over here trying to sell a ten song track he was like then you are gonna have the nerve to ask me to freestyle he's like man this ain't the auction block he's like calm down <laughs> no that's not my intention he was saying he was saying how right, pretty right, much right. like that's cool. like he'd be on the radio and they'd be like freestyle for us. Mm-hmm. Like, man, you know, here's man. the thing. I already told him. Oh, he was yeah. gonna do so I I had, let me explain to people because now I feel oh, like I got him. Oh, now, now he gotta, so look at Tevin over here, shake, shaking up, stirring up trouble. He's stirring up here. the pot yeah, right now. Right so about uh, uh, Delphine, uh, the, our usual producer, is out of town. Uh, shout out to Delphine. She in Paris somewhere right now. Yeah, shout out Marseille. She's in uh, Marseille. Okay, she kicking it out there. And um, she shot me your number, Oba. But um, I think my text, I couldn't find the number. Like I was looking for it because I wanted to send you some of his songs. But due to the time constraints, I couldn't find them. And so what ended up happening was I was like, "Yo, I'm, uh, I can't play none of your songs because I have no way of getting it to Oba. But I'm gonna <laughs> need you to do something for the people to hear it. Oh my right? goodness! Because I believe in his talent, man. I've heard some of his bars, and when I tell you he's nice, Legit. you're gonna hear it for yourself today. So, so in other words, Aaron is putting me on the auction block. I can't Tran- win today. Trans- translation. Hey, freestyle Tran- for us. Translation. I'm gonna take this L right now. Hey, no, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Hey, I'm kidding. I, I agreed to this before. Beforehand, <laughs> he agreed. We made a deal. Hey, if you don't it's freestyle for us, it's your back. Oh my goodness. Oh Lord, you took is there a is there a is there is there a beat that you would like? Do you want an acapella? Let let us know how we can make this as comfortable for you as possible. I go acapella. That's fine. Word, word. Let's turn it. turn it down. Go ahead, it's all you. Oh, you want me to go right now? Yeah, hey. All right. I mean. Um, let me see. I treat a beat like a therapy session. You see the beast, no comparative question. I speak the speech like I prepared to be questioned. Hand to sky, all truth, no lie. Bare knuckle for the prize. Think how I fare with a weapon. Mm. I rock wilder. I see red with my methods. They get to asking how high. Think where air is excessive. With them shooting stars, cannonballs, still in shade like Leangelo Ball. Brain get to sparking up the flame like Neanderthals. Framed, I be posted in my lane with a hammer claws, daring you to touch me like we standing off. Trust me, you don't want the animosity atop the league. Homer with verses, cover bases with these odysseys. This gotta be nothing like you've expected, nothing like you've ingested. No perk in how I said it. Mm. It's unleaded with lead as it dispersed. In other words, I'm gassing with shells in every verse. Hey. hey, bars, yo! Shouts out to Rockwilder and Method and Red, man. Yo, that <laughs> was one of my favorite albums. Going blackout, hey, that yeah. was one of my favorite albums right there, man. That's that's respect, yo. Where can we find you? Where can we find your music online? Um, I have a project out. It's available on all digital platforms. It, it's called. Oh, what is my project called? That's crazy. I just lost my train of thought. 
Um, the project is called. Ooh, we can go back. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Let we'll me think come about back it. To that. So, it's been out for a minute, so. <laughs> what was the process? What was your process developing that project? The process for developing the, the project. The, the project is called uh, Fragile. <laughs> I, I keep wanting to say Dear Pass because Dear Pass was like the lead the leading track on the project, but it's called Fragile. Fragile. What yeah. Okay. It's an EP the, called Fragile. It's available on all digital just platforms. Just so you know, I'll See put how the horrible New York I filter. am at um, promotion? Bro, you good? <laughs> see, I got your back. See, that's why I, I made him freestyle. You see that? Uh-huh. You know what I did? I recorded you freestyle, right? And then oh I my put goodness. the New York filter. Oh, all black and white. We took it back. <laughs> nah, oh. we took it, yeah. The New York filter is hard, it's bro. It's hard, bro. It, it got that like cinematic little grain yeah. filter. Yeah. yeah. It's like a little movie. Word, See, word. I'm, I'm hooking it up back here. I'm doing all the promotion. All you got to worry about is just that. that. Album coming <laughs> soon. Lyrics. Album coming Dropping soon. soon. Album coming soon, blood. That's dope, though, man. But let's talk about that real quick, man. What was what was your process? How did you, you know what I'm saying, end up with that product with uh for for dear for uh for fragile for fragile word um so fragile was an ep that came out of um a season of my life where i was kind of wrestling through interpersonal relationships so mm -hmm. like relationships with family members relationships with people who i was going to church with relation you know marriage relationship right relationship with like best friends different things like that and kind of just realizing like all the places where i'm fragile um as a human being when it comes to interpersonal relationships and a lot of it was based on like childhood trauma um just different situations that i hit experience as right. a child and even as an adult and so the I kind of started writing acapella, just like different little lines here, a verse here, a verse there. Right. And then it all kind of came together and culminated into the project called Fragile. So it's six songs. Um, it's just an EP. But yeah, that was that was the, the heart of it. Man, I, I think you you have. Um, and this is not just because you over here. I even say that to people. But I think you have um, this this vision. You're like an alchemist in a way. Right. Uh, <laughs> because of the way you uh, put rhymes together. You know, mm -hmm. last time you was here, you freestyled. I still, I still listen to that, to those bars. That's crazy. And and the lyrics you use, man, this is, it's very advanced. The mm -hmm. words that you use, you know. So I've always been a fan of the lyrics. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, I I see uh, uh, Obo back there uh, messing with uh, that SoundCloud. You found some of his songs? I'm, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this is. Is that you right here? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let it ride for a little bit. And we all made mistakes that I pray we don't spend life paying the cost for. Uh. And nowadays I forgive and pray I'm forgiving back. Cause I played my part in that pain. And now I gotta live with that. And I know we never could ever get what is vintage back. But I pray that people saw the gospel and they remember that. Dear past, dear past, dear past. Do you feel the same way I do? Does it feel how it feels? Is it real? Man, that was that was dope, man. I was feeling <laughs> Thank that. Thank you. Yeah, so talk. Yo, that production is excellent, man. Nah, I'm really, really digging it. that, yo, for sure. Do you think you're a stronger lyricist or behind, you know what I mean, like away from the mic and kind of in the, in the lab doing the your alchemic uh, concoctions? <laughs> I think, like, if I had to, I guess, think about, like, what am I strongest at? Strongest as, I think I would say probably lyricist. Uh, just just songwriting in general right um and then like secondly would probably be creative oversight and then third would be production nice. so like especially right now like in the season i'm in creatively i'm i like dang near hate making beats right now <laughs> i don't know why but <laughs> i'd rather pick up a pen and write than like turn okay. on the laptop and load up fl studio so that's kind of where i'm at right now with it let me uh let me i'm can i brag about you a little bit so <laughs> yeah, this man walks i was gonna do it anyways so, uh, <laughs> so this man walks into my class in the summer we sit in oh there talking about ways to improve the community he pulls out a laptop connects it to the tv 
opens up the software and makes a beat right there. <laughs> and man, he explained every detail of that beat. And so like, you gotta think about so many things just to make a beat. Yeah. Like, and they make it sound easy when they talk about, yeah, I just, you know, I threw a, something real, no, it's not that fast. Like, <laughs> he literally sat there, man, and he explained the, the high, the what was it called, the hi-hats, hi-hats and the kicks and, and the snares. And, kicks, snares, and I'm surprised I still remember all those words, but it was, like, dope seeing that come to life, you know, so, <laughs> even though you don't think big that. of it, man, I, I think that that's huge. That. You, you don't remember that? <laughs> I, remember, I remember it right. now, but, like, it just... <laughs> It wasn't like a thought that was like floating around in my mind until right. just now. That's Man, crazy. But that's the thing, bro. Impact. Like I still got students talking about that now. No, okay. I, I got to come back out there, man. So you got to come back out there and make a beat, man. This time I might write a little something. something. Okay. Hey, you know, so oh, I got bars. Hey, no, I don't. Go. I got bars of soap at the house. Go. That's it. Bars of soap bars at the house. Soap, has, 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 writing always, has writing always been easy for you and you just turned it into, you know what I mean? Like you just turned, you just structured it well. Have you always put pen to pad, whether it's, you know what I mean, a journal or whether it's just writing whatever your day to day is? Yeah, um, I think, I think, Ever since I was younger, writing has always been kind of like a um, a way for me to process or escape or, you know, just release. And so it started out just kind of jotting my thoughts and then, you know, the thoughts begin to rhyme and then <coughs> from there it kind of just picked up. So, yeah, it's always been – writing has always been something that has um, been something that I've used as a way to communicate or to express myself or to, like, wrestle through whatever I'm going through in my mind or my heart. Right. And that's beautiful, man, for sure. <coughs> having that expression, having that creative outlet I think is huge. <coughs> Right, and um, I think, um, Deshaun, I, I, I just kind of want to ask you a, a, a real quick question. Um, just kind of oh, ask you a, a question right quick. Okay. Um, when it comes, so like, so every time I go to like an open mic night or whatever, uh-huh. like I feel like I get rejuvenated as an artist, right? And uh-huh. I go hey. home and I sketch. I'm, I like drawing. Yes, yeah. Ar- like hey, Aaron is a dope artist. That, that's like my like, hidden talent. People right? don't know that. And the only reason I know that is because we went to St. Louis last year, and he was like sketching on a pad while he was taking notes. And I was like, "Bro, like you just <laughs> sketch that while you take." Yeah, yeah, literally, that's uh, I like to do that's that. That's how right? I found out, and that's like my creative outlet mm-hmm. is the the sketching piece. Sometimes I try painting, um, but I always get rejuvenated, and I always get like this such like a positive urge every time I go yeah. to a, a open mic night or like a live concert. Yeah, you know, yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get that feel from, or or what is what makes you feel that way? Like, what does that? So, like, to you? what what I mean, what what sources kind of are motivated? I draw inspiration yeah. from. Yeah, um, I think I, I draw I draw inspiration from good music from artists that I like really really admire. Right. Um. So, like, my favorite artist is Stevie Wonder. I think that um, when it comes to songwriting and arrangement, like song arrangement, he's mm-hmm. like the best to do it you know what I'm saying like you just like now now you will go listen to a Stevie Wonder song and be like you still relate oh, okay like just just watch how the song progresses right. how he brings in certain instruments at certain places um, how he uses repeat phrases or you know specific ways to describe things like like when it comes to songwriting Stevie Wonder he's is the great. man yeah. and so like he's he's like my my top my top guy I'll throw on a definitive collection you know listen to that and get super inspired right um, and then I, I'm I really really respect artists who are kind of like the total package in the sense of they sing uh they might sing and rap songwrite produce kind of like do everything you know what i'm saying right like it's just something about that grind that um that gets me inspired like man i gotta go write a song right now you know what i'm saying like i gotta go right you know make a beat right now like so and so i just watched you know this youtube clip of homeboy 10 minutes you know he arranged the beat and then like started jotting lines and then by the end of the video he has a whole song you know produced written wrapped and sung by him or her or whatever the case may be so those are definitely things that i draw inspiration from but i also draw inspiration from and this is probably the most um the most tangible one is just other creatives you know what i'm saying like being able to be in a creative space with other people who are creative like that pushes me that um that inspires me that makes me want to to be better make me want to write more makes me right. want to produce and so like when, whenever i have a chance to like lock in with the team you know the cast that I do music with, or just other creatives, like it's dope. So, That's tight. Yeah. We we're gonna have to uh, work on a project together, man. Whether yeah. it's you know just shedding light on uh, more artists like you, mm-hmm. um, for, sure, for sure. And even like I, I I think you have such a dope platform because you could bring up the youth and mm-hmm. 
you know, uh, yep. a lot of young cats who still don't know the ins and outs of the game. Yeah. I think that you have a lot to teach them. For sure. For you sure. know, um, I think we got, you know, we're, we're kind of coming close to our, the end of today. So um, why don't we start um, with Tevin and what, what message, you know, that's my favorite part of the show. What message do you want to <laughs> leave the listeners with today? Man, I want to just say to the listeners, uh, I think that you are a plant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to have moments high and low. Um, and in the fall and the winter, you got to just be working on that field. And what I mean by that is just putting in work in your craft. And then by the time the summertime comes, things start lighting up, things start growing. You start seeing, like, actual, like, roses start to, like, pop up. Right. Um, And I'm learning that now. It's, like, this whole year, man. Like, 2018 is finally, especially the summertime has come around, things are finally, like, blossoming. Right. You know what I mean? Definitely. So treat treat your life like like a flower like you know you gotta you gotta give it sunlight you gotta feed it there's gonna be moments where it's just not popping up but sooner or later those roots are gonna get strong and eventually it's just beauty that's dope man i appreciate that message uh how can people find you in your platforms um you can find me on my website uh tevin t-e-v-i-n j tavares.com t-a-v-a-r-e-s okay thank you oba Yo, what's up, my brother? Thank you so much for having me on here, for sure. Hey, man, man. thank you so much. I want to be the engineer, but um, I'm definitely looking forward to listening to the rest of Fragile, first and foremost. Definitely. Yo, thank you for having that. Um, But the message I want to leave is love recklessly, man. Mm. I think that's, I think, you know what I mean? That that is one thing that's a challenge for many of us that are still, you know what I mean, looking for our forever person out here, especially in Portland in 2018. Um, That is no easy feat for brothers of the melanated uh, diaspora. Right. And, um, yeah, just just love recklessly, man. Just just try and if it doesn't work out, but just try. Keep go, keep going. Yeah, keep love going. Is endless, right? Exactly right. And uh, to not to not love or to not be in love or to not be working towards love is what what are you doing? <laughs> you you're know what I mean? Away, it's yeah, just it's exactly itself. right. You're not you're not living effectively. Love is food for the soul, man. Absolutely. Definitely. Man. Um and how could people find you? Oh, uh, thank you for asking. Um you can find me on Effable Radio second and fourth Thursdays here on Kebu. Thank you so much. Um on Instagram, you can find me at Obabalu. O-B-A-B-A-L-U and on Twitter Effable just like the radio show E-F-F-A-B-L okay mm-hmm. thank you my brother yeah, thank you brother um, and now the man of the hour <laughs> the man of the hour the man of the hour um, the message that I want to leave the listeners with like what kind of encouragement um, I would just say that um, self-reflection and, um, and self-evaluation yes. and self-confrontation are very very um, healthy tools of personal growth I think one of the things that you know stifles our personal growth a lot is that we don't take ownership um, for where we can do better, or we're we're just not honest with ourselves. And so, you know, take some time for you to really evaluate you, to reflect on you, um, to know who you are. You know, at any given moment, to know where you can grow. You know, where your um, you know, where where are your your um, your strengths and your weaknesses? How mm-hmm. can you you know be a better a be, the best version of you that you can be? How can you um, you know, contribute and impart to others. So definitely, just take the time to, yeah to to really do some self evaluation and reflection. And you know, that's perspective that right there, man. And how could people grow. find you? Um, right now, you can find me. On, I have a I have a really love hate relationship with social media, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah. But um, right now, you can find me on Instagram at Lamott Speaks. So L A M O T T S P E A K S. And then um, the the project Fragile is available on all digital platforms. So feel free to look into that as well. Okay, thank you, my brother. I appreciate you all coming out and 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 supporting me today in this show. Um, shout out to Nick Deasy, my partner. He's not Nick here Deasy, today. What up, my G? Um, I wish your mom a quick recovery. Um, Prayers. And shout Prayers out to my brother, uh, Simon Andu. Um, he started his own uh, YouTube channel. It's called Alternative Consciousness. And in it, in that channel, you can find an interview of me. I talk a lot about the work I do with youth. Uh, I talk about my experience in Portland. Uh, I talk about, you know, some of the things that uh, I'm learning as well, we, you know, within my journey. Um, besides that, my message to people today is practice listening, practice loving more, um, be kind to each other, stay humble, um, and, you know, reach for the sky. Don't be afraid to shoot your shot. And, uh, you know, just continue trying, man. You're worth it. You're definitely worth every try out there. Um, 
It's been an honor. It's been a privilege. Thank um, you. See you, Portland. This has been Keeping It Real. Deuces. Deuces. said the same time. I was lit, man. I just really want, I just really need Put your hands in the air if you know that we really need I just want to be free, don't you want to be free We just really need Blessings counted, heavy is the head, I accept her in the challenge, respectively as long as respective is in balance, my crown secondary to he who gives royalty inheritance, child of the king of all kings, king of it all, I'm just watching him reign, hope to glean from it all, I just watching the rain, hug my fleece in the fall, I get lost in the pain, he's redeeming it all for real, I hope we draw close to his coming in, cause life was like the London Bridge. You are tuned to KBOO Portland. Kabu Community Radio is a proud co-sponsor of Village Building Convergence, taking place June 1st through 10th at locations all over Portland. The Village Building Convergence features over 30 community-built projects happening all over Portland, including the Mudbone Community Farm, Sherritt Square, and Portland University. Additionally, there are also ticketed evening events featuring speakers and local musicians. Again, that's the Village Building Convergence, taking place June 1st through 10th at locations all over Portland. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events. Join KBOO and Co-Fallen co